It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what's up, dude? Hey, buddy. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about all kinds of nerd culture, whatever's going on in the news, and we also review comic books. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, that's what we did last week, and that's probably what we're going to do next week. So I hope you're here for that. Yeah, I hope you like the same thing. <laughs> we review yeah. the same w- book every week, too. It's <laughs> Yeah, it depends, on, it depends on how we feel. We've been reading Highlights Magazine for the past 12 weeks. <laughs> Are those old heavy metal, like... <laughs> semi-porn comic books that they used to come out with uh, they probably still come out yeah i think heavy metal is still around we don't do that here maybe maybe on our only fans yeah <laughs> what's been going on with you man not much i had a friend uh snag me a splinter a neca splinter and uh shredder combo from the movies so that was cool because oh, it's just super weird he saw it at walmart in town it was only one he was like, I've never seen any Ninja Turtle stuff at Walmart. It just was there. Yeah, it's so weird. I've never, never. Yeah. Here or there. I sound like I'm about to say a Dr. Seuss. Here or there or anywhere. No green eggs and ham. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that at uh, Walmart. So mm. it's definitely weird. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I got a Bebop and Rocksteady from the cartoon today from eBay that I spent too much money on. So <laughs> you can never spend too much money, man. Yeah. Money's not real. <clears throat> I did feel better when I talked to our buddy about that because he was like, no, I spent spent 100 on mine when I got it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, it's a little better. Yeah. So you got the the movie version of Shredder, which is cool because you said that you've been looking for an actual Shredder because you got the one from the Batman uh, TMNT movie, right? Did you get that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't mind that one for animated, but I did want a real life one so that was cool he comes with like his foil his foil zebra stripe cape and i always thought that was like a trash bag it, it looks like one what always cracked me and splinter he always looked decrepit i'm like that rat is yeah. dying they always look like a rat that got stepped on and then got <laughs> mutated <Right. Yeah. laughs> exactly that's what i would imagine like back in the day his like hair loss like he's been around too much radiation or something yeah it's like how is he teaching these guys ninja moves he can barely like breathe yeah He's like has an oxygen machine. He should have had that. Hold on, just like that's what the out. that's what the pauses in his speaking. Where it wasn't an accent, he was just taking breaths, like ninja turtles. I always thought that he should like it. Maybe it's a complication of the mutation. Like it's not normal for a rat to grow, you know, a hundred times its size and be able to talk and things like that. So it's just like complications with mutation. <laughs> <laughs> Not supposed to be talking. Oh, he's just slowly dying. All his teeth fell out already. <laughs> his eye, eyeball like pops out every now and then. <laughs> yeah, gross. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I did get that Popeye and Bluto. I don't know if I told you about that. I saw the pictures. They look great, yeah, man. So those are pretty cool just to have. Yeah, I'm a huge Popeye fan. So that's uh, it was good to see. That. And they look cool because they're like, I say realistic, but there's no way to be like realistic with the giant like tumor hands. <laughs> seven hundred Bluto's like seven hundred pounds, so it's not realistic, but more um, detailed than like an old. Right. right. Yeah. They don't look. They don't look like the cartoons. But if you took the cartoon, like there's an artist that does that, like that makes real mm-hmm. real life versions of Mario at the same at the same yeah. proportion. It's just like if they had skin. Yeah. They had like human skin. We got like sunspots and shit. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's cool so i'm enjoying that hell yeah uh they look good i can't wait to see more pics over on my end nothing really i've been still reading comic books as usual haven't kicked the habit yet we just put out our website this past week so i'm excited to do some more stuff on that we've you know we've gotten press access from certain uh, publishers i sent out some things to some toy companies so we'll see if they come back and hit us up that'd be really cool sex toy company yeah yeah erotic is the proper yeah sorry 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 (laughs) industry terms (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we'll see it'd be cool to get some more you know other than the ones we have not that i'm ungrateful for we have i'm really excited about it and uh, simon's simon's got a little corner on there where he can feature it's like a toy art gallery i'm excited about that yeah i pretty much just linked my instagram so 
if you're on our website and you check that out, you can always go to my Instagram, look at more, like it from there, whatever. But yeah, since my since my Instagram is basically just toy photography now, I figured mine as well. Yeah. Hell yeah. And so if you want to, you can go, which I suggest that you do, and I, I beg that you do. Beg. Go to our website, join our mailing list, email list, whatever they call it, and uh, we'll be sending you a nice little, maybe a newsletter. We're, we're still working out the kinks on that. But you'll be getting some spam from us. Yeah. <laughs> so, spam and eggs. I like the good kind of spam. I like spam. I so do too. I'll make sure. I'll make sure it tastes real good. <laughs> Fry it up. Fry up that spam. So that's all we got. I do have some trending topics. I, I just can't kick it, man. Because I was listening to last week's episode and I was like, a lot of people listen to our podcast for our back and forth banter. I feel like we've gotten really good at reviewing books. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't know if everybody comes to our podcast to listen to our deep dive in a book because last week we got after and we we dissected that book too so it's two weeks in a row i'm just like you know maybe somebody just wants to laugh for 30 minutes yeah and then i cut <laughs> it off <laughs> just give us the dl for the, the yeah. laughs and then and this is the part of the podcast where we're going to do a deep dive into <laughs> a deep dive into the world of erotic toys yeah <laughs> internal combustion engines that's what we're talking about today so with that being said, this is going to be the section of the podcast. We're bringing it back after it's two week hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The trending topics. So we're going to start off with something that I thought was very funny. Resident Evil Village uh, just came out with a, tr- with a demo, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's like PT. It's like a playable demo. Lots of images have been circling the internet. I'm glad that it, it's been getting a lot of good reviews for its new demo. And I think that's a thing that has that fell off in the PlayStation 4 era. Mm-hmm. PlayStation demos were huge to me. PlayStation 1, 2, and 3. Like that was a, I loved that about that system. Yeah, you get those discs, man. PlayStation Underground. It had, yeah, it had like 18 games on it. <laughs> I would never buy the game. I just played the disc. Me either. But I feel like in the PlayStation 4 era, they just kind of got away from that, especially with the rise of uh, free-to-play games like you know Fortnite and Warframe and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see something come out like this and it be so well-received. I'm going to tell you right now, from my point of view, I'm going to say fuck Resident Evil games because I played the last one, uh, 7, <laughs> And that shit was scary, man. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm a person, I don't like scary movies. I don't like, like, I don't like to pay to be scared. Right. And so with the PlayStation Plus package or whatever it's called, you get Resident Evil 7, I think. I downloaded it because I used to love Resident Evil. I played, you know, 5 and all those ones that are more science fiction-y. Mm-hmm. It's free. I might as well play it. Five minutes in, I'm just like, nah, this ain't for me, man. This is, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> like, I don't, like, no thanks. It's like creepy, suspenseful. It's very quiet. I just, no thanks. And this one looks like it's probably going to be the same. Yeah. Except it, it might give me a boner <laughs> at the same time. So like. Giving me a boner. Yeah. A bunch of emotions that I don't want to mix. Lots of nerds on the internet have been creaming their jeans because of this nine foot tall vampire maiden. Mm-hmm which is seemingly the main antagonist or one of the main antagonists of this game. Girl, thick. Yeah, she's a hot lady. She is. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It did it for me. I like strong women. So <laughs> so I was definitely one of those nerds that are like, mm, I don't know what this <laughs> yeah. game is about. But I uh, get a fear boner at this I one. Like, <laughs> but it's just, I'm, I'm happy for it. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they're stepping out. I feel like they've, you know, branched out from what they used to be. It used to be just like biological warfare type game. Yeah, yeah. It, it the remaking the old ones was cool, but it, it is interesting. And seven is creepy as hell. I watched somebody just play. I think they just played a demo, and it scared the hell out of me. Like I was yeah. so anxious. It's creepy. Just walking around. Yeah. So, will you be playing Resident Evil Village? Uh, no. That's a big no <laughs> for me. Yeah, probably not. I'm probably not going to play it either. Uh, so let us know if you're going to be playing it. Let us know what you thought about the big giant vampire lady. There's also some other vampire ladies, like some smaller ones. But I mean, yes. why would you go for the smaller ladies when you got Big Barda? <laughs> if you know me, you know that I'm a fan of Big Barda. So uh. <laughs> easily Resident Evil has been uh, checking my browser history. Uh, next up on the docket, we have Harry Potter TV show, TV series has reportedly been in development by HBO Max. Mm. I don't know if you're Potterhead at all. Yeah, I like Harry Potter. I like Harry Potter too. I'm going to be more interested in this show if they say J.K. Rowling doesn't get a single cent from it because she's just like a hateful lady. 
she doesn't like she doesn't like people yes at all she's weird yeah that aren't her demographic i guess it's weird she's like <laughs> i like <laughs> i love some of those those memes it's like no one jk rowling did you know that dumbledore can, can gobble a 12 inch long cock? it's like whoa why i didn't need to know that why are you gonna add that into canon <laughs> yeah yeah, so uh, if J.K. Rowling's not attached to it, I'd be more inclined to. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna watch it either way. Yeah, I, I love the Harry Potter universe, and I've always wanted to see more of it. So yeah, I'm excited for it. I don't know what it's gonna be. Did about. you watch the the other movies, Fantastic Beasts? Do you watch any of those? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I like those. Yeah, I like those movies. Yeah. And I'm just a sucker for wizards magic <laughs> wizards movies yeah <laughs> just movies in general yeah really just... and if you know me in our personal life I, wizard is my response to a lot of things it's like word but like yeah the z in wizard <laughs> <laughs> all right next up on the agenda we have a new star wars knights of the old republic game is reportedly in the works but it's not being developed by ea or bioware oh wow well, that's probably good. yeah. EA lost the rights or license to because they had they've had a freaking lock on Star Wars game for a long time. Yeah, they lost the exclu- exclusivity license. That's what it is. Reported from VGC, the latest rumor comes courtesy of credited Star Wars insider Bespin Bulletin. Sounds like a fake name, if you ask me. Who spoke on a recent POB <laughs> the podcast about? The project saying that it's been in development outside of EA and we'll never guess who the studio is. I'm going to say it's Bethesda. It's Ninja Theory. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it's uh, the guys. It's that, Mojang. I just want the guys that made Spider-Man to make all the games. Insomniac. Is that who made Spider-Man? Yeah, they make good games. Yeah, just make except for that one game. Just make it, just make it, just like Spider Man. Except you're like a Jedi in New York City, just beating up criminals. <laughs> yeah, just swinging around with your webs. <laughs> yeah, tap tap. Yeah. It's just to basically put a Obi Wan skin in the Spider Man game, and I'd be happy. Yeah, Spider-Man, instead of quipping, you just say hello there, hello there, hello there. Spider Man: The Force Awakens. Yeah, I'd play that DLC. All right, that's all we got. Do you have any? I mean, did you play Star Wars: uh, The Knights of the Old Republic? I remember uh, hearing so many good things about it when it came out, and I'm talking like way, way, way back when, not on cell phones, not on PC, like when it was on the original Xbox. And I heard all these. Yeah, that game is so old. Yeah, I heard so many good things. I watched like X Play, and they talked about how good it was. And I love Star Wars, so I'm like, I'm gonna get it. And I hated it yeah. because I didn't like the controls. Like I want to hit, hit, and I want yeah. it to hit. I eventually did play it recently and enjoyed it a bit more just because I'm not a big like MMO right player. I'm I'm just not. Like I lose interest in them relatively fast. I was playing DC Universe Online type of thing. I know it has more of a story than that, but it, it's just it's only a let's be honest, the graphics are never that good, no. especially on this game. It's like 15 plus years old. Right. And I just I like the story of it. And I like Revan, and I like everything that's tied to it. I personally just didn't play the game more than probably 25 minutes right, yeah. on my iPad. <laughs> so way after it came out, and I was just like, man, nope, not for me. Yeah, I did a few things on Coruscant, I think, and that was it. And then I was like, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll pick this back up later, and never did. I'm a hack and slash type of player, so I like the force unleashed, like that style of gameplay. Yeah. The game had a lot of problems, but it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed Last Jedi was was not not last Fallen Order. Fallen Order, I like that game, even though I hate that dude's face. Yeah, <laughs> it's a that's my bad main face. my main gripe is that game. I just hate his face. <laughs> yeah, it really that's me too. Like that, <laughs> I just don't like his that actor. You know everything yeah. else. I don't know why they would do such a specific face, and I can't say that I hate when they always do that because I didn't hate. Uh, I think his name Sam Winter. I didn't hate his face on the dude or star killer or whatever yeah. from force and leash i didn't hate his face i actually liked that guy so i think i just hate that actor mm-hmm. that fl- is in shameless yeah in gotham that's why i hate him both of those shows damn <laughs> all right so if you guys like knights of the old republic let us know let us know what we're missing out on i'm probably still not going to play it i will play this new one though unless it's an mmo then i'm probably not <laughs> so let us know next up we have Zack Snyder has implied that this version of Justice League will actually be a four-hour movie instead of the four-part miniseries that he announced 
earlier last year or later last year. Rolls eyes emoji. Yeah, uh, it's more Zach Snyder news. I feel like at this point they're just he doesn't have anything to announce, so it's come it comes out in March, I think, and so he's just like, um, hey, guess what? We're just gonna do a four hour movie. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> announce it. Release it to the media. <laughs> just kidding. It's only two hours. And you have to purchase the rest of it. It's DLC. Because two weeks ago they said that you know they made this big deal that Martian Manhunter was gonna be in it, which sucks because Martian Manhunter is such a great character, and I know he's only gonna be in like a five seconds like there's no way that this movie is going to be that different than the original cut well it's just the guy right it's just that general that that was the plan yeah but they're saying that he changes into martian manhunter uh, maybe it'll be cool man i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe it will maybe it will that final battle may be cool but you know but the way people talk about the ultimate edition of batman versus superman how it changes the movie and how it makes it this amazing thing I've I've seen it, and I honestly could not tell the difference between the two movies. The, the pea in the jar is more yellow in the Ultimate Edition. <laughs> yeah. This movie is going to be amazing. I can't wait to watch it and review it and make Simon watch it because I don't think he's interested in at all. <laughs> I, might, I, might I mean, I'll I'll watch it only to hate on it. All right, the next, the last thing I have on trending topics, and then I'll kick it to you and see if you have anything that you need to announce from the media last friday we got it was an invincible day the anniversary when the first issue came out they released they had a live stream where they released a new clip from the show sounds great it was like it wasn't anything really it was just kind of an intimate moment between omni man and mark grayson it looked amazing though the animation is just I cannot wait for this show to come out. If you've heard anything from this podcast before, you know that I'm pretty fond of Invincible as a franchise. Uh, the first three episodes will be dropping on my wife's birthday, March 26th. Unhappy uh, birthday to you! So, I gotta watch this. Shit. So, so she's gonna be so she's gonna be kicked to the curb that day. I'm, I'm obviously kidding. But the first three episodes, I thought that was cool. Is dropping that day. And then they're going to release the remaining episodes every Friday until April 30th. It's an eight-episode season. Wow. For as big as this, I couldn't even imagine that. I don't even think that's going to be the first volume. Mm. It's, it's probably going to end with, spoiler alert, his dad killing everybody. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so it's probably going to end with that, which it's going to be cool. I just, I just hope it's one of those things that's like, I get worried about Netflix and Amazon's better about it, but like Netflix and streaming services like that, like just on a whim, they cancel stuff. It's like, Oh, you know, we got other things working. We'll just cancel it. Like there's been shows that I've gotten into on Netflix and they're just like, we're not doing it because we don't have to, we do. We have 76 movies coming out next week. We don't want, we don't have to do shit. Yeah. You're still going to pay for it. Amazon is way better about it, though. They, I think they play more into the fan servicey type of things. Like, obviously, they dive deep into the boys, and they know that's a cash cow. So I think they'll – Invincible has a nice buzz behind it. So I think they'll put some money behind it. Yeah, I agree. So what do you got going on in Simon's media world? Uh, not a lot. There are some uh... – some new releases. I did not win, but they had the 112 day winners announcement. It was kind of cool. They released to those winners a Baron Benz. If you don't know that character, it's just a Mezco character. He's like a diver. They released a variant of him to 12 people. There's only 12 of them, which is pretty cool. I just recently saw a couple things in the wild. Like I mentioned that NECA Ninja Turtles things was out. You know, in stores, I got a Frogman the other day. It's the first time I've seen any of that line out in the wild. Um, so I saw the release of Frogman, but I haven't seen. I, that was the first, like you having a picture of it was the first time I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been really scarce. That's weird. So it's such it, a weird character. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's super weird, though. Yeah, it's just Doc Ock's yeah. body. Funny, it even has the ports in the back still. Wow. Yeah, they just put a backpack on him. <laughs> anyway yeah there's not much else i mean just stuff just stuff happening anything you're looking for you do you got your crane in right the big crane yeah i got my Robot big, big crane yeah right now anything I'm, you're looking to get no i'm kind of my collection's getting too big so i'm trying to wean out some things i'm selling the mandalorian on ebay yeah. the original not the, the best car best car so if anybody's interested in that it's on there but yeah no that's that's pretty much it um as far as 
figures go. I'm excited about everything that Hasbro's coming out with, though, and I, I really would love to get a trap jaw from the Mattel yeah. uh, Masters of the Universe line, but that shit's hard to find, too. It's crazy. I'm so glad that you started getting those uh, He-Man figures and those Thundercat figures because I loved those as a kid. And it just took me back seeing those pictures, man. Yeah, I used to. I had. I, I absolutely love. I them. had a bunch of those when I was a kid, like hand on stuff. But I that I got from my stepbrother. Yeah, but it yeah. was cool. Yeah, they're great. The the Mattel uh, He Man stuff is just fantastic. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's pure nostalgia, but the fact that they can like pose and I don't know the paint is great. I love the colors. Because yeah, because they used to not be able to. They used to just be like just, straight up and down. Yeah, like arms. this and their heads just move side to side. Yeah. And their legs didn't move at all. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, those are great figures. I'm excited to see more of that. Again, if you want to check Simon's toy photography out, we post a little bit. We're going to start posting more on our Wednesday pool account. You can go to Simon Toast on Instagram or you can just go to our website and it'll take you straight there. So yeah, check it out. Plugging that website hard today. Hard. Hard. <laughs> hard plug. This is going to be the section of the podcast where we're going to listen to some ads before we dive into today's book, which is Folklords by Boom Studios. I can't wait to hear what Simon thought about it. It is a nice break from the superhero stuff that we've been diving deep into these past few weeks. So take a second, kick back, go pop your popcorn or whatever you do when you, I don't know who listens to podcasts and just like sits there just like, yeah, yeah that's all they're doing. It's like old school. They don't own a, only hipsters. They don't own a TV. They just have an old school radio. That's somehow Bluetooth. Yeah. Well, they have like a record player with like an MP3 player on yeah. it. So it's like one of those old horn. Records. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on. We got to so tune in for the Wednesday Pulis show. You got to pull out our Dakota rings. Oh, my God. All right, so listen to these ads, guys, and we will be right back. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards, all your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find and it will really help out the show. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. Are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price? Well, check out SaviorCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. They have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime, comic, or movie heroes. They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out XavierCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-L CustomsAndCollectibles.com. All right, guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen to those ads. And if you didn't, that's okay, too. It's fine. This is going to be the section of the podcast where we review a trade, a trade review, if you will. Folklords from Boom Studios is written by Matt Kind and illustrated by Matt Smith. From Narnia to Harry Potter, we've seen our hero leave the real world for a fantasy world. But in Ansel's world of monsters and magic, he's haunted by visions of our world with tailored suits and modern technology. Ansel embarks on his quest to find the mysterious folklords, hoping that they can explain his visions, but looking for the folklores is punishable by death. What will Ansel risk to find out 
about the world that he's never truly belonged in. Eisner Award nominated writer Matt Kind teams up with acclaimed artist Matt Smith to challenge everything you know about the line between fantasy and reality in a new series. Oh, we're fans of Die Middle Western Fables, which are all great books. Sorry, guys. I, I was reading a summary from Google Books and it was very, I don't know, feather in the hat, if you know what I mean. Pretty toity. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, Doodle Dandy. <laughs> so just asking you initial thoughts as in, did you enjoy the read or did you not? Uh, what did we read? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just looking at the front cover of the trade, I'm assuming of the first book, I was invested. I love fables and I figured this was probably going to be in the same vein. I like anything. I don't like, um, what do they call it? Not like, I like sci-fi, but, and I don't like like high fantasy stuff, but I do like this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like hardcore Lord of the Rings style. Yeah. I'm not going to read the, what is it? Lithlorian or whatever, but I'm not going to read that either. Yeah. (laughs) Is that in English? It's an Elvish. That's what you have to learn Elvish first. But anyway, um, I, I thought it, it looked cool. So I was I was excited to read it. The art kind of reminded me of Mike Magnolia yeah, too, sure. and a little bit of Fables. So yeah, yeah, Mike Magnolia with a uh, brighter color palette. His books seem to run a little darker. Yeah. I uh, just spills ink on him. <laughs> I am the same way. This off the first cover, which is the same one as the trade. It looks cool. It's not a lot to it. Simple. It just kind of pulls you in. The colors are great. If you know us, I'm a sucker for colors. So I think we... <laughs> I just, got like the whole 64 pack of crayons, man. I just like colors in general. <laughs> As I pull out like all my crayons. <laughs> Look at that. It has a sharpener. <laughs> so we're going to dive in issue by issue. Don't worry, though. We're not going to dissect it panel by panel like we have been doing. I'm just going to do just kind of a brief overview of what happens in the issue. So that way you can still, you know, See some of the subtle nuances if you want to read it yourself if you haven't yet. So in issue one, Folklords came out, I think, oh, shit, I don't even remember what year it is. But Ansel... It's 2021, Lex. <laughs> oh, this, this is the year we're in. It's an interesting book. We usually see these stories of like someone in regular world going over to fantasy world. And this is seems like the opposite. And so right off the bat, I was like, okay, I'm interested in this. It's, an, it's a unique take on the hero's journey type of story. Mm-hmm. So Ansel is a weird kid. He dresses differently than everybody in his town. He has a, you know some weird interest. He creates what everybody sees as these magical gadgets. No one's ever seen this stuff before. You know, he has a lighter. He has a watch. They all think he's weird. But they, they're just like, to us, it's just a watch. It's just a lighter. So he has these visions of the real world as, as what I imagine it is. Yeah. Which we'll we'll talk about more of that in a second. So he wears a suit and tie and a wristwatch. His parents just probably think he's just a weird kid. They kind of brush him off as like being a teenager, I guess. And his friends tease him because he's obviously, he's wearing a suit and tie and they're wearing their fucking like, you know, village outfits. I don't even know how to describe that. The tunics. Yeah, weird village kid. So he turns 18 and it's a tradition in their village that you have to announce a quest and like this big ceremony when you turn 18 because it's basically symbolizing you go out into the world, you find yourself and then you come back to the village and then you just be like a cobbler or whatever you, you know, whatever trade your family is in. (laughs) So the night before the part, the night before the big ceremony, he's at a party, sort of like a, you know, pregame for it. He tells his friends what his quest is going to be. And his quest, you know, they all go through all the quests. And they're all saying these magical terms, you know, things that exist in their world. They get to Ansel and Ansel tells his friends that his quest is going to be to find the legendary folklores. Well, his friends instantly get kind of weird. Some of them are shocked. And they have sort of like a mixed response to him. Some ridicule him. They say, that's dumb. You shouldn't do that because folklores, they're not real. They're just stories. And then the other ones, you know, some of his other friends are like, hey, man, you should probably shut shut that down because the librarians, which doesn't seem intimidating, but they're immediately intimidating in this story. <laughs> the librarians will come and murder you. So he leaves the party, kind of annoyed with his friends. One of his friends follows him to try to convince him to change his mind. I didn't get love interest vibes from this part, mm-hmm. but apparently it is. They at least mention it later in the story. Yeah. So D, 
is the chick that comes out and you know she says i guess she's already 18 so she says you know just pick something safe robbing the cradle yes i pick something safe her request was to find the golden goose and he's like I, your quest sucked and then you came back here and you live like a boring life i want to have an, a real quest and she gets pissed which you find out later is for other reasons but she gets pissed and walks off. You don't see her again. She doesn't even come to his ceremony. So the next day, he's running late. It's, a lot of this stuff in this issue is predictable story, you know, kind of hero's journey type of story. He's running late. He gets there. All of his friends are starting to announce their quest. It gets to his... The, right before him, his friend Archer goes. And I guess bef- the night before, they ask Archer what his quest is going to be. And he's like, I don't, I don't know yet. Like, damn, dude, you probably should have <laughs> do some research, dog. Yeah, probably should have prepared for this. So instead of thinking about his own quest, he just steals Ansel's quest and says that he's going to find the folklores. That's when you realize the librarians don't play around. They roll up, beat the shit out of him. They're like, yeah, we're canceling this. We're going to give you guys all of your quests. And they're like lame quests, like find a you know find a gnome yeah i said find a disgruntled gnome it's like yeah. all of them are disgruntled <laughs> it's like they're all that's what they are uh, and one of them was like guard the gate for a day or something lame like that and so that pisses ansel off because he's waited his entire life he's had these visions his whole life he's waited his whole you know his entire existence to get his answers and He's, he's just a cool kid, though. You know, he finds Archer. Instead of being pissed off at his friend, he's just like, you know what? Fuck those dudes. Let's go on this quest ourselves. And then they agree to go on this real quest. Can't remember if it's in this issue, but right when they start going on their quest, a librarian meets them kind of like in the entryway of the forest. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm allowed to kill you guys instantly just from being out here. And he's like, oh, I left my, you know fairy bracelet at my friend's house <laughs> i have to go pick it up and he's like oh i thought you guys were going on a real quest and then lets him go mm-hmm. and then it kind of ends issue one so what did you think about the issue the first issue first part of the series it moved really quickly for me which we've mentioned many many times on the podcast that i enjoy being dropped into a world which was great i liked being dropped in and <clears throat> seeing this world for what it was and and not when I first looked at him, like he's wearing his suit and tie and everything, I didn't really cue into what was going on until he like meets up with his friends. And you see that, like you said, they're wearing like tunics and they're at like an old fashioned pub. And yeah. And I like that he's friends with this like ogre. And, you know, it's just kind of. It brings him those meat pies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the payments of the meat pies, meat, goat and curry pie or whatever. Like I said, I, I was really into the artwork from just the covers. And, and now that we're in the meat, which is funny because I just looked and the artist drew uh, Hellboy in the BPRD. Oh, okay. I can see that for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the similarities. Especially the way he draws like the ogre and things like that. So his monster creatures. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I was invested. I was ready to go. There were, it was kind of skippy on some things. Like I was dropped in so suddenly I didn't quite understand what the world was. Yeah. You know, even throughout the whole thing, you don't really, like, you don't really understand what the librarians are. Yeah. It seems like it just a, it seems like a village kind of taken out from any other sort of world. Yeah. Like, it's just these people leave this village and then they come back to this village. And then, like you said, it, it it drops you in to the point where at the very beginning, you think it's a normal world. Because you see this kid in a suit and tie. You don't really see what it, you don't pay attention to what his parents are wearing or anything like that. Or his room, you know, just yeah. to be just like a poor kid. He's wearing this watch. And then he just walks outside and then everyone else is wearing like fantasy village gear. And you're just like, uh, it's a little jarring. Mm-hmm. But the pace is so good that you just you don't really acknowledge it too much. You just keep going with it. And they start instantly making fun of him. So you realize that that's not normal. Right. It took me a second to realize even what they were talking about, you know, because I'm so used to seeing that all my friends wear suits and ties. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I was at this point, I really wanted to know, like these librarians, you know, even later in these issues, you see kind of more about their background but it still doesn't make a lot of sense like why are they here is it like kind of yeah i don't know how to describe it like in the philip pullman his dark materials yeah. trilogy that there's like the authority or whatever yeah which is like the church that over so it made me kind of think that you know like 
some kind of yeah, like they're in control, but like why? Yeah, there's no there's not a lot of whys in this right. book. A lot of mystery. Issue two: Ansel and Archer are on their way on this legendary quest to find these characters that people don't believe in. The folklords are also. We talked about the librarians being sort of this mysterious uh, entity. The folklores are even more mysterious because on one hand, the people in the civilization say that they're sort of like they don't exist or whatever. But the way the re- that the librarians reacted makes you think obviously otherwise, because why would they, you know, beat these kids up? They put like the dog, you know, like the dog catcher collar on the <laughs> yeah. like, like a weird clamp thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like why, why would they do that? So the folklords are also just, they don't have any context on what they, I guess they just are the keepers of all the knowledge in the land and just all things in existence. So they're on their quest to find the folklords, they get to the proverbial fork in the road where it's either take the easy way or, you know, the hard magic forest mm-hmm. way, which I like that Ansel is this weird quirky kid and he understands quest and he understands like, this is a magic quest. We don't go down the easy way. That's that's a trap <laughs> of a trap. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't do that. You go down the road that seems like it's going to be harder. So we go down this, they go into this mystical forest And then they run into certain obstacles. First, they run into this massive woman, which is a has a very depressing name. Her name is Ugly, and she grabs Archer hits her in the head with the slingshot. She grabs Ansel, kisses him, throws him down, and she's just that's all she wanted. She doesn't even really give a shit about them, which was just kind of jarring. Yes. And immediately after that, they see this damsel in distress, which I knew red flag. That's evil, and they. Again, I love that they have this awareness, you know, like they know everybody in their town does quests. Right. (laughs) So, you know, they know like, hey, man, this is a trap. But Ansel's, yeah, obviously, but we haven't saved anybody yet. And that's part of the whole questing thing. So (laughs) after uh, Archer gets tossed into the trees, Ansel gets kissed. They find this chick crying by the river. She says that um, she's looking for her brother. They got split up. And she thinks that he was killed by the weeping wood killer. Mm-hmm. And the boys offer to help her. They say, your quest is now our quest. Cool. Just good old, just good old fashioned Hardy Wars style. They're going to, they're going to save the damsel. That night, they all fall asleep by a campfire, which is never a good idea. Yeah. Don't fall asleep, man. <laughs> what are you doing? I can't think of anything else that significantly happened in that issue. I think it ends that way. Or it, it goes to, it shows sort of this cre- this monster creature. But it, it ends on every issue ends on like a cliffhanger type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Ansel wakes up and then um, he's like drugged basically before he sees this house made out of candy. Oh, that's right. He walks up on this house looking for Archer because Archer's gone. Yeah, and then he wakes up like drawn on a table, and then he sees like the monster. Yeah. So what did you think about issue two? Uh, I liked that it ramped up, and I, I'm the same as you. Excuse me. I'm the same as you. I, I liked that it's ramping up into something, showing a little bit more of the quest. It was really weird when Ugly just, like, kisses him out of nowhere. Because, you know, the way it's drawn, you're not even quite sure if it's a woman or not. You don't know what's yeah. going on. Big, massive yeah. character. And then, so one of my favorite games is The Witcher, and this kind of reminded me of that, is it's like this mesh same as fables it's a mesh of all these different like uh, yeah. f- uh fables and folklore and blah 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 blah. so anyway him seeing that candy house was pretty cool and the girl lost in the woods and said she had a brother and everything i kind of she kind of describes a little bit about that the killer and and planting yeah. seeds and candy or whatever so anyway my mind went there hansel and gretel which was uh i thought it was pretty cool it was kind of weird that archer's just gone you know but yeah we don't really have a lot of context in this character one thing that what really stood out to an issue two to me was archer explaining his kind of like because ansel asks him like hey you're the only elf in our village like where did you come from and then he kind of tells his backstory and the analog between the way they both see it is way different he his mom dies because he's cursed and then his dad hangs himself and he sees like he sees the misfortune in it but ansel's like oh you know lucky you they found you and they took care of you. Like it sucks that they died, but at least you had someone to love you. And he's like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, the way it was, he was describing the story. I'm the same way. I thought that was interesting. Like 
he's telling the story and if, see the way I read it and maybe I read it wrong the way I read it it was that he's telling the story but he's lying so it's showing the images about what's actually happen happening yeah 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 I think you're right but there's all these babies around this tree and they just pick up one and then he ends up being kind of cursed and uh, yeah so uh, I like that yeah and that's why I hit him with the that's why I hit him with the maybe afterwards he's like yeah that's kind of sad yeah so you don't really get a lot of like character development in him except for that subtle scene which is pro- it was probably my favorite scene of that issue besides the ugly thing yeah it was so random but uh, there's a lot of subtlety in issue too and you just have to kind of play close close attention to it like you don't know like again you don't notice that that's a lady until she actually kisses him and then you kind of like take a second look mm-hmm. you're like oh that's probably a lady maybe yeah, and then maybe. Ansel's like, what the fuck just happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because even the way Archer's explaining it to the damsel, he's like, yeah, we saw this ogre and I beat the shit out of him. And, you know, we bounced out. You know, he's telling this bravado story that didn't really happen. Right. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, issue two. All right, so issue three, Ansel wakes up in a dark room full of all these creepy torture devices, and Greta's there. Super creepy. Obviously, we called it She's the Bad Guy, but is she the Weeping Wood Killer? Yes. I guess it's sort of like, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Her and her brother, Hans, which is Hansel and Greta, like you said, they, and correct me if I get any of this wrong, it seems like they were with the librarians. They left the librarians, they escaped, and then they they found this candy house. And this guy also worked for the librarians and um, just like killed the kids that escaped pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It says they came from the library. I don't know how right that is. Yeah, so that's so that's so weird. So they... Well, and he was like some kind of folklore too or something. Yeah, so see, was he a folklore or was he a librarian? That's what I don't understand. I think he was just a librarian, but he had intimate knowledge of the same kind of visions. And so did they. The, the kids started seeing these visions too. Yeah, he was not raising them, but he was teaching them all these different techniques. And then come to find out they flipped it on him, tortured him because the candy was poison and bad for you and mutated them. And they killed him and they ate him, which was, was random and weird. But then the brother kept, Hans kept eating the candy and turned into this like Quasimodo monster thing. And she, I guess she just eats people that stumble upon this creepy house. <laughs> so it flips this, it flips the story of Hansel and Gretel yeah. and makes them the bad guys. I thought that was cool. That's cool. I mean, they killed that innocent witch by shoving her in the oven. That's pretty, I mean, they're bad guys. Yeah. But they were, they were pretty bad from the get go. So, she so she avoids eating the candy because she saw that what it was doing to her brother. Greta and Hans have plans for Ansel. They he goes and gets like creepy tools, and so they explain. So what I thought was interesting was that Ansel makes these gadgets, these like real world real real world gadgets in the first issue, but they also have a drill. Yeah, and they have like these other tools. So it's like the same type of thing. You said they had vision, so I guess it's the same sort yeah, of. Yeah, they're seeing like real world stuff. Yeah, the drill thing was pretty funny. I love that it's like, did it have, okay, it did have a power source. When I first looked at it, I thought it was like a battery, like a battery. And I was like, where the hell? That's uh Yeah, where are they going to battery? How'd you create a battery? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so so they're having these same kind of visions, but they take it to a dark place. You know, they, they make saws and yeah. calipers and like things. Torture devices. Yeah, things to pull his teeth. And luckily, ugly show well there's just a commotion upstairs and then you find out that ugly has been following them the whole time she's aware of uh greta and hans murdering people but she uh, says she gives them the benefit of the doubt she fights him off and tells ansel that he can leave pretty much or tells him to get out of here she beats him down he picks up this book from them though which is full of like their visions their torture devices things like that but he i guess he's a hero you know so he wants to turn around and he wants to save ugly or at least thinks about it so he turns around but she's already took care of the situation and she's gonna burn the house down mm-hmm. yeah and that's that kind of resolves that whole that's one thing we kind of skipped over like greta's kink was like painting pictures of the victims that they had captured to torture and like hanging them up so she had it was like a serial killer she had all these photos not photos all these paintings and drawings some of them pretty rudimentary of like their torture victims which i thought was kind of interesting so ugly takes those and that's what she's going to use it's like 
kindling for the fire. So she pulls down all these papers and gets ready to set the house on fire. Yeah, and he offers up his torch because she can't light a fire with whatever she's lighting a mm-hmm. fire with. So I thought that was really cool. She also explains to him where Archer was because she he thinks that uh, he's dead. Yeah. So he's like, oh, my friend's dead. My friend's dead. I'm messing up this whole quest thing. You know, what am I doing wrong? She's like, nope, your friend woke up, was having a conversation with Greta, and then dipped out. And then you got drugged. Yeah. I just realized what something was. I was confused. What happened? Oh, no, no, no. I I was just looking through the panels again, and there's one panel right after that, after she has that discussion about Archer, and she kind of talks about that stuff. You see these panels of someone kind of tracking someone, and you see like a book with a with a car diagram in it and and something like that. And I guess that was uh, his friend tracking, tracking him, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Actually, it looks like it's probably, it may even been her journey that you find out at the end. Yeah, yeah. So they see the book that they find, it was stolen from the branch library of banned books. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like a breadcrumb leading into story progression. So here we are at issue four. Ansel and Ugly are making their way to the branch of uh, li- the branch library of banned books. They're planning on breaking in to meet, or just sort of to figure out, you know, the next phase of their quest to find a folklore. There, they meet the. I would imagine it's the same librarian that led them into the forest. Yeah, and a little bit uh, right before we get to that, and. Ugly kind of talks about her background while on their journey and while they're yeah. camping. And she talks about why she was called ugly and, and why she kissed him, which was to to break the curse. He assumed she had a curse because she was so much uglier than like her family and everyone else in the village, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's what she did. Instead of going around and trying to find true love's kiss, she just was just kissing everybody just to kind of nip it in the bud. Didn't matter who it was. And then she developed. She developed mono. <laughs> yeah, it became, it gave her superpowers. She became this champion warrior and was going on all of her own quests. And she said, instead of becoming the quote-unquote damsel in distress she actually just dove deep into who she actually was which is supposed to be the journey what the journey is about anyway so good for her sad that her name is ugly and people treat her so mean yeah so they run into this librarian who is just kind of shifty man he's giving me shifty vibes all the way up until the end he knows Ansel. He knows why he's there. So they get into a little fight. And apparently the librarian claims that he's here to help. Ugly skeptical, especially because Ansel is so just kind of romanticizing the quest at this point that he's just, he believes the new librarian or whatever. So they follow the librarian to an underground passage. It's supposed to lead him into the library itself. He, then Ansel starts to question him. He, you find out that the librarian, his name is Sal Paradise. He has a cool mask, cool name. He only has like, you know, Deathstroke style. He only has one eye <laughs> he out. He does have a cool name. <laughs> Sal Paradise. And he just, I, I was confused sort of by this character. So he he worked for the library and then kind of like disagreed with them or what? I mean, what is, what was your interpretation of him? That's what I got is that he, and he had, you know, he kind of mentions that he meets, what is it? Eponymous, eponymous, <laughs> whatever, like the namesake yeah. of the book, he meets the folklore and, and that's why he kind of disbelieves the whole thing. So he's kind of a, I don't know. He's kind of like an insider. He sees, I don't know. It's like, he's a double agent. Like he's staying within the order but he disagrees with their teachings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely, I don't know. Is he's very kind of secretive about what he's doing, but he's mm-hmm. he seems to know a lot about Ansel. He knows why he's there, and he says that he's there to help. So he gets him to the library. And again, I was confused at the library, which was sort of like a labyrinth. It was like a maze of rooms. Each room represented a book, and so the library, the books were like different worlds i i don't know i was gonna ask you what your interpretation of it was yeah so that's what i understood about it but what i what i thought was interesting is that you know it's i'm pretty sure it was in this issue so they're going through all these rooms and he noticed that they're like reproductions they go in one and archer is there and it's like a world war one they're in the trenches and he's like archer what the hell are you doing here and and then there's all these like gnomes or, or yeah gnomes like dressed up oh no that's an issue that's an issue five. Oh, okay yeah 
but yeah, the, so they, I think they go into that first room or whatever, and it's like, you know, they hit him with these like weird poems or something like that. Like it's some kind of. He meets the first like uh, actual librarian, like keeper librarian type of person. And he's like, yeah, whatever. You guys are here, whatever you need. If you're here, you're obviously allowed to be here. So, you know, let me know what you need. You can go through the door. I thought it was just really weird how casual this whole setup was like it's supposed to be this high tech or not high tech but this like highly guarded mm-hmm. mysterious thing and they're just like oh well you yeah. got in through the secret passage well i go, guess you're good go on through yeah i thought that was pretty funny sal was weird this, this is pretty much the whole issue I, I don't know if i'm missing anything but this is what i my, the things that popped out the most to me this was basically about the beginning you find out about ugly and her story find out that ansel is all in on the quest even if he's kind of turning a blind eye to things and Sal Paradise is kind of a shifty dude. He was exiled, I think. I think he mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it sets up, it's only five issues. So issue five is going to be jam-packed. Yeah. That's once I got to that point, I was like, how much is going to be in issue five? Like, what am I going to find out <laughs> in this next issue? And I don't know if there's more, you know, like there's another volume or, you know, six, seven, eight, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, there's not yet. You know, it was supposed to be a standalone book. We'll talk about it with issue five. What did you think about issue four? It was more of the same. I I liked where it was going. I like hearing more of the background of these characters. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, Ant's like has this invented air horn. Yeah, it's funny. Some of his inventions that he comes from that comes from these visions are just like, we you know it's like how did he make that how do you make compressed air um yeah i I did think it was interesting that the librarian guy talks about trolls like how they're blinding them to enhance their yeah they're like experimenting on which the troll that he knows at the beginning is blind yeah it makes you wonder how long they've been doing this and what comes in issue five you're like they're messing around with all these magical creatures i guess but Uh yeah it was cool like I said, I like hearing the history. What did you think about it? Okay, so I wish that all this stuff would have happened in issue three. I feel like issue one through three was mm-hmm. a little too much buildup, and then this started hitting the ground run running really fast. So I wish that we could have got a little bit of this in issue three. Like I, the, it was cool to get the Gretel, the Hansel, Hans and Greta story, but it, it, it I don't know. It took up a whole issue, and I feel like some of this could have you know been in that. So. I liked it, but yeah. And we're going to talk about issue five now. Issue five, my main gripe with issue five, and I guess with the book is sort of the the pacing is really good at the beginning. It starts out, but then it just kind of draws. Issue two sets it off for me. What could have saved it, and I'm not saying like what could have made it a good book because I really enjoyed the book, but issue five to me should have been two issues Mm -hmm. because from the get-go, this issue is just is jam-packed with so much story. I had to read it twice just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. In issue five, Ansel and Ugly, they found Archer, as you mentioned before. They thought he was dead, but he's in a portion of the library labyrinth that is staged to look like a World War One novel. So I they glossed over the reunion. They're just kind of like, oh, hey, that's Archer. Let's get out of here. They... They get distracted by this tank. You find out this tank has been in one of his visions before, but it's made out of wood and is being propelled by these a bunch of gnomes, sort of like a bicycle setup that they have, (laughs) which I thought was (laughs) funny. But it was also random. If this is the last issue and everything's going to end, like all that stuff is just random to me. Yeah. After dealing with the gnomes and things like that, they Archer and Ansel finally get into it. Ugly tells them to knock it off. They don't. Librarians pop up and arrest them. Yeah. You see like a big group of librarians and then you get like these weird interjections, which these have gone in all these other books. You see these weird interjections. Now that's actually an issue four still. Is it? All this stuff that we're talking about. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. But anyway, you see these interjections earlier in the story of almost someone that's communicating with Ansel and then here, this guy's like on a typewriter and he says, you know, it's time for me to make my play, you know, kind of kind of thing. So it makes you wonder, like, what part does he play? You know, so the tank part hasn't come up yet. That is an issue five. But when he's first seeing in the trench warfare, you start seeing all these faces of gnomes and 
he he goes through one issue where it's like uh these killers like it's just super super random stuff yeah they're like standing over a body or something like that yeah so once you see these gnomes and stuff and they get captured we're in issue five now they finally meet yeah. the folk lord and it's just this old dude like it's just this yeah, he's a prick you know yeah so they take him to the library where this old white guy's there dressed up in like a suit sal paradise is there and then another sort of like i guess badass librarian you find out that this guy's name is John Rowland. He claims to be the folklore. He tells the group that he is from elsewhere and his smooth talking words basically created the world and keeps it going. And he also tells them that he's immortal. He can't be killed unless it's by someone that's from his world. And what else? He says a lot of bull. He's a talker. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot of bullshit. So he gets pissed off, tells them that none of that stuff is true. I know you're making it up. Uh, ugly gets pissed off and then he pulls out the yeah pulls out a shoots her freaking at. revolver and blasts her in the chest <laughs> it's like, like what they've never seen it so they don't know that it can kill them the dialogue that i had was like if i pull this out in my world everybody ducks but you guys are stupid so you don't know i can blow your head off ugly gets shot down for the count it seems like she's murdered and but then demure d Pops out of nowhere and I guess clubs him in the back of the head. If I'm rem- if I'm remembering that correctly, yeah. His love interest from the village. It turns out that her quest before wasn't to find the goose that laid golden eggs. She actually had the same quest to find the folklords. Then Ronald pops back up, and you're like, oh shit, maybe he is immortal. Yeah, yeah. So he he pops back up, and he's like, he goes to shoot Ansel and misses, but then he just like pistol whips the shit out of him. He also yeah. shoots. D in the back, but she's got armor on. Yeah. But then Tummy. Yeah. Then this other librarian grabs him with this little dog collar thing and just like cracks his neck. And kills him. But it was Sal, Sal Paradise. And then they try to escape, I guess. And they you find out that the librarians are actually all like weird idiot Mm -hmm. cult followers. It seems like he just picks this random book off the shelf. It's like, this is the book that says you guys are supposed to listen to me. And they're like, shit, maybe they can't read? I don't understand. Yeah, it, it says that they're all in violation. He says, you are all in violation of this rule that's in the bylaws in this book. And because I'm an outsider, I'm the only one that has the right to rule you or something. And so they all bow down. Yeah, and then he takes them outside, lets them escape because they were going to get attacked by all these librarians. And he's just like, hey, man, your quest isn't over yet. You have to find the other folklore, so you have to kill them all. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just a kid. And he's like, sorry, that's just that's part of the journey. You got to do it. And at some point, and all this stuff that's happening, Archer bounces again. Yeah, like a bitch. He just disappears. It, right, and he's so now he's traveling with Ugly and Demure, and then like at one point, he's all the gnomes are free. He's freed all the gnomes that they were using for their library which is pretty great. And they seem to have some kind of power because while Ansel was fighting the folklore, he gets cut across the chest. But as these gnomes are singing, they sing a line that says, cut that old folklore limb from limb and Ansel not a scratch on him, on him. And as he's sitting there, they're singing, he looks and his cut just disappears which was pretty cool yeah yeah that was pretty cool because I, I didn't understand it at first i didn't read the music so it's it's cool that you yeah. that you saw that <laughs> yeah so i thought that was pretty great because they're all really loving him now yeah they're singing this you know this hero song he's the hero yeah but as you're even though he really didn't do much <laughs> yeah he's just kind of he's like it's like harry potter like he's the central character but he just happens to fall into these situations where other people yeah. help him oh, he has all these badass friends yeah. so one thing that we didn't mention too much of uh, i kind of briefly touched on with the folklore interjection is that there's like this person talking to him and he's having these visions and he sees like at one point a phone screen and he sees yeah like someone's reflection in the phone screen and the rest of this issue is this person who's been kind of narrating a little bit who you know you see her getting dressed in like folky clothes like like she's going to renaissance yeah. fair yeah sort of like the opposite of the beginning of the very first as you see him dressing in regular clothes and she's dressing in the folks 
folks folksy clothes right and i'm curious if if whatever they're coming up with next i'm sure to have that there was also i thought that was interesting and among these panels at the very end everybody's kind of staring at her and she goes yeah you know i know people are going to stare at me or whatever but there's these two men who remind me of men in black they kind of made me think of like the librarians on the opposite side you know, the librarians are trying to keep people yeah. in line and don't question your reality and like don't know more. They don't want them to learn anything new. But yeah, anyway, the last part of it is like her quest. She <laughs> around New York and then uh, she's entering the uh, New York Public Library, which is kind of cool. She wants to she wants to base uh, to me. It seems like she wants to switch places with Ansel. Yeah, she said she had to meet him halfway. I guess their quest changes, which is to me, it's like. So we really don't have any idea what's going on with the story until it comes until the other part comes out. Yeah, that's like the real story behind this. Yeah, it, I did like this book overall, but yes, it didn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there's there's nothing I understand without that, without adding the new girl and without the narration. I, I was going to mention the narration was weird to me because it's almost like it's it's definitely not Ansel's story. It's definitely like a second person story. So it feels like it's what's going on in her life the whole time, you know, kind of like as the same time as he's going through his journey. And it just, it's weird. It just, it seems like half a book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's, it needs, it needs to be more. They should have released it all at the same time or yeah. I don't know. Or, or like continued to release them, you know? Right. It, I could have seen it. It could have been kind of cool if maybe instead of just doing all his story and then doing possibly her story with the next issues, it would be interesting if like one issue was his, the next issue was hers. And then they kind of flip flop back and forth. Yeah, that would be It cool. might be more difficult to follow, but it, then again, I, I don't have much here. So yeah. Six issues, I think would have made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Shortened the Hans and Greta story, even though it was good. That story makes sense. If this is going to be like a 12 issue story, this is like five issues capped off. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I was excited. I, I liked the story. I did. I, I, it was a good change of pace from what we've been reading. Right. There was a, it's too too many open ended questions for me. Yes, yes, same. Like, what happens now? They're not going back home. So is the village going to wonder where they're at, or are they just okay to never come back home? Uh, I guess it probably doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. So yeah, what do you think overall as a story? We just kind of talked about that, but did you like it? I mean, I know you said you did. Already. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I still enjoyed it. I, the art played a big part in that uh, while I liked it, but it made me made me want to know where the story's going. So I really hope that there is some kind of continuation so, because it's a good teaser for a book. Yeah. In my opinion, five issues are a great teaser for, for a book or a series, but it, I wouldn't say it's good enough to be its own. Not good enough, but it's not complete enough to be complete, trade. Yeah. So like I talk about once in future too often, but like that's a continuated story, but it could have capped off with that first volume. It ends. I wish that it would have had something like that. Sort of like a, it did have this version of the quest. This quest is done, but it was just too, too much too fast and then too much mystery for me. But I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Yeah. It's as a prequel story. It's a definitely a cool world. I, I, I need to see more though. I do like the flip version of like a you know fantasy character going into the real world. So I, I really like that a lot. So what'd you think about the art? I know we talked about it a few times. I really liked it. I I've been the last couple of books that we've read have been more of a loose style, which I'm really a fan of. Yeah. That's obviously my fa- my style too, because I, I recommend <laughs> these yeah, books. I, I really enjoyed um I really enjoyed that style. It like I said from the beginning, it reminded me of uh Hellboy a lot, which you know, we come find out that he was an artist on one of the Hellboy series. That is so cool. Yeah, and the coloring is really nice. It's it, it was kind of flat, but it really vibrant. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for those colors, man. Check my crayon collection. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many Prisma colors. We have our official grading chart. What are you giving it today, dog? I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna have to say, as much as I liked it, I'm gonna have to give it like an A4. It's way undercooked for me. Okay. A4. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to give it a B4. <laughs> the same. Or what? Before I give you my answer. Oh, no, yeah. So before it's, 
it's good but like the it's more so like the world is good the art is good the characters are good yeah but as far as like a self-contained story it's not there yet so it needs work yeah it needs a little something if you made it to this this far of the podcast, you know that I'm dying. I sound way more nasally. My allergies have been acted up. And I'm absolutely dying. So we're going to cut it. Thank you guys for listening. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Simon, I promise I won't be cleaning my garage or anything next Monday. Uh, this is going to be fun, Dad. That was, uh, so we're circling the drain. <laughs> That's a euphemism. Cleaning my garage. <laughs> uh yeah man i hope you feel better thanks everybody for listening check us out uh check out the new website what's the website wednesdaypool.com dot com yep. all right and we got all our socials simon toast uh wednesday pool everywhere you can find us check out our sponsors you know do the do the stuff thanks thanks you guys for yeah, listening do all that stuff all right guys we will see you next time